And hello, hello, welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It is Zach and Alex back with you here on the Gay Racing Podcast. And it's a special episode today. It is, of course, Pride Month. It is June. And like we did last year, we're going to celebrate Pride Month by highlighting some LGBTQ plus voices in the motorsport industry and introducing our first guest of Pride Month. We have Michael Klein. Michael, um, welcome to the Gay Racing Podcast. It is great to have you today. Um, Alex and I are going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, Who are you? What do you do in racing? And yeah. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Um, I'm really excited to be on here. I mean, I've known about the Gay Racing Podcast for a little bit, and so being asked to come on is pretty awesome. Uh, so just kind of introduce myself a little bit. Um, so basically, I'm a race car driver in several divisions, uh, mainly in midgets and sprint cars now. And uh, I also compete in dirt late models and Spirit Street Stock, Brayton Laster and his dad's team. Uh, we're trying to get some ARCA stuff going for this year. It's just going to depend on the funding. But we've already gotten a few great partners within the LGBTQ plus community awesome. that I'm really excited to share. And awesome. things are looking pretty good right now. And I would say what my goals are going forward in the racing community. I eventually want to race in NASCAR. And I would also love to race in IMSA, too, at some point. Those are probably my two main goals is to race in um, So definitely need to work more on getting the road course experience going. But... You know, I know they're pretty two lofty goals, but I'm all for trying to go for it. Awesome. Yeah, um, it, IMSA. IMSA would be really cool. Um, IMSA would be really cool. Yeah, it's good to hear that the ARCA stuff's going really well with your funding. Um, but, so, we, we also want to ask you about, so about, like, this time last year, you came out um, publicly on Twitter, and me and Alex wanted to ask you kind of, what were again not the repercussions, but were there were there any kind of impacts from that? Um, because obviously the racing community, it's that we, we're definitely making a lot of progress, especially at like you, maybe the NASCAR level. But where you race in a few levels down, there might not be as much progress. So we just wanted to ask you, like, was there anything like negative or positive that kind of came out yeah. of coming out? Um. It's been a mix. It's mostly been positive. That's um, awesome. You know, which I'm very fortunate to have that. Um, you know, because obviously, I think if you're someone who's LGBT in the racing community, you kind of latch on to other members. Yeah. LGBT community in the race. So you know, in a way, that's kind of helped, and it's also opened up so many different avenues for me. Um, within the LGBTQ plus community, it's just so incredible, and I'm so grateful that I can have this sort of impact on know people and it's, I never thought I would ever amount to anything like that it's just truly mm-hmm. incredible to see so for the most part I would say it is positive there have unfortunately been some negative repercussions um, I'm not going to name them but right, you know yeah. I did kind of lose a car owner uh, relationship over this um, wow yeah uh, you know it started out okay uh, they acted supportive and then as Time went on, I guess they would have started to grow tired of it, and they basically said, I'm done with it. So Mm. uh, that kind of ended that relationship right there. But, you know, it's like, fine. I don't need them. You know, that's not somebody who I would want to drive for. Right, exactly. Exactly. If you can't have me on the team for who I am, 
and then I will not drive for you. Pulls that. Yeah. Right. And you're you're asexual, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Um, I consider myself when I came out. I uh, consider myself arrow ace. Um, now okay. I kind of lean more towards demi ace. Um, I I feel like it's kind of fluid a little bit. Right. Which is something I've learned. You know, when I came out, I thought, you know, okay, so I'm probably going to be arrow ace for my whole life. But it's like, no, it's for me, it's fluid. You know, for some people, it, I know it can just kind of one, but some people I know it changes. And I guess I'm one of those people. Um, you know, I'm kind of the point where it's like, okay, I would be in a relationship with somebody if I really felt that. But right. I, I'm in no hurry to really <laughs> feel any need to. Yeah, what made you yeah. feel like last year was the time to come out? Was there anything that, like, was really, like, kind of, like, nagging on you? Were you, like, were you wanting to come out for a long time, I guess is what I'm trying to ask? Um, so for a while, I was just kind of under the mindset that, you know, I am ace, but, you know, that can just be my thing. Which, if that's how someone thinks, then that's totally fine. You know, everybody's different, and everybody handles it their own way, and it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But I think what really started to encourage me to come out was seeing all these laws getting passed, seeing the increase in anti-LGBT legislation mm -hmm. and rhetoric across the country. Mm -hmm. And it made me so sad to see this stuff happen. And so as I, and the main reason is that I didn't think someone like me could be accepted in the sport. So when I first saw NASCAR come out and support a the LGBTQ community in 2020, I believe it was. You know, that's the first thing that made me say, okay, maybe there is a spot for me in the sport. Um, and so just kind of seeing NASCAR continue make progress when it comes to LGBT representation. Drivers like Devin Rouse, Rita Goulet, Zach Aaron start to make an impact on the sport. That's kind of what made me think, okay, there's a spot for me in the sport, and I'm tired of living this lie of not of being closeted about who I am. I want to come into the sport and be authentically myself as I can be. I was kind of struggling with that feeling for about a year. Um, and when Pride Month rolled around, I was just kind of like, you know what? I think it's time I come out. I think I'm ready to. Uh, I think everybody who I want to know knows at this point, and it's been positive. So... Now is the time for me to come out. I know some people won't have that moment, and that's okay. You know, I, that's the main thing I want to point out is that everybody is valid. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're out in the closet questioning, you know, you're valid. So, but for me, it just kind of got to the point where it was like, I think I want to be able to tell people who I am and be authentically myself as I can be. So, that's what gave me the uh, last push to and say, this is who I am. Uh, and, you know, I just want to be in the sport as myself. Right. Uh, in June last year, um, I think I had my one-year out anniversary, I guess you would call it, uh, about a, year, uh, a couple days ago. So, yeah, so for the most part, other than, you know, those bad people who I've had to deal with, um, Keyboard warriors who I will never see in real life. <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere. Most part, it's been pretty positive. That's awesome, and we're living in a Good. like a really um, 
not weird. It's just like a different time where th- we're seeing a lot of progression, especially just on the you know the national like NASCAR side, like the social media stuff. Of course, just today we saw that Alex Bowman's gonna have a whole Pride logo on the hood. We, we yes, have a hood I now. We have a hood. It's not a whole paint scheme, we but have we hood. have the hood. We're, we're, we're it's not just taking a small over. logo this time. Yeah, <laughs> step by step, but like. Even that, though, is just weird, and Alex and I are going to talk about it later. It's just so weird how it's just, like, these little small increments, but you almost, they kind of have to take these small increments, because even just, you can just look at the comment section. It's just filled with negative, yeah. negativity, and then you That's see... That's why I don't even do that anymore. Yeah, and then you see the national, like, uh, like stuff going on with, like, Target and Bud Light. It's like, like mm-hmm. it's a weird time. It's, like, progressive, but at the same time, there is a lot of pushback, which makes it even more important to be progressive. It's like a tug-of-war, I guess. Yeah. So, you... The only issue, you know, the issue I see in that is that a lot of Bud Light's audiences, that more conservative graphic, and so... uh, It's not really surprising to see them get that much blowback, but obviously it's still wrong. Right. Right. And I think it's notable that Every major motorsport, like NASCAR, IndyCar, IMSA, no, not F1, <laughs> but those three all still said something about Pride Month. And just a few years ago, Zach, when we started this podcast, that wasn't, they didn't even thing. acknowledge it. It's, it's crazy how much things have changed in the last three years. And I also wanted to mention, Michael, that you, you came out a year ago. I mean, I've been out to like my close family for about four or five years now. But I still not out to like like more distant family, and I have a podcast about being gay, you know. And when you're LGBTQ plus, you're gonna be coming out forever, honestly, just because that's just part of. It's like, oh, you're not straight because it's not the norm. It's just it's frustrating, but it's a part of it. And uh, I'm proud of you for coming out the way you did, and you're you know celebrating. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. You know, it's yeah. It's crazy you mentioned the family stuff because, you know, that's unfortunately been something I've had to deal with lately. Um, obviously, my immediate family has been totally supportive of that's it. That's awesome. Um, Good. Uh, that's what matters uh, most, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, some more uh, distant, not really distant, but um, sort of like uh, my cousins and stuff like that, there has been issues there. Um, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. recently had to cut ties with some of them. You know, it's like, I guess to show you who your family really is. For sure. And going back to your racing career, I went through all your, like, your website and your Twitter. Like, you race all kinds of things, and you kind of mentioned it earlier. You've raced, like, on carts. You've done midgets, late models. You mentioned you might do some ARCA, and you've done some USAC. My question is, what's been your favorite of everything you've raced? Like, what's your favorite Uh, series or car or anything? (laughs) Mario Kart Oh man, yeah. Oh boy, that's a hard question to ask. Um, most fun has yeah. been pretty much anything on dirt. Oh, that, okay. that has been the, you know, unfortunately, that's also been probably the most the area where I've had the most pushback. Oh, but, right. Yeah, which that's unfortunate. But when it comes to like the actual driving aspect of it, it that is the most fun thing you can do. As for what car. Uh, man, I don't know. The midget was so much fun when I did those on dirt. I mainly do those on pavement now. I'd love to get back to doing those on dirt. I ran a sprint car for the first time a few weeks ago, 
And that was an absolute blast. Oh, wow. Uh, I bet. Yeah. Uh, the one Those dirt late model race I did. Um, oh, yeah, they are. Uh, but uh, it's just crazy when you get in there because it's like you still kind of feel like you are have some control over it when it's like you're looking on the outside in. And it's like they are completely out of control. Maybe I just need to get faster. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, the dirt light model, I can't really judge too fairly now because the one time I ran one of those, we had issues and didn't really get a whole lap in all night at speed. But, you know, I'm looking forward to getting that opportunity here soon, being able to finally give it a fair assessment on the fun meter, I guess. But right now, I would probably yeah. say a wing sprint car has been my favorite car to run. And when you posted about that, I believe you said you got got to the B main. Is that right? Yeah. And you ran sprint. That's basically a consolation race. Yeah, that's still awesome though. Like you were really excited about just making it that far. Like that's exciting. Just like being able to say I made it to this point. You know, I mean, it's not the main event, but you made it to the B, yeah, which is the next best thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, cool. there was only an A and a B main that night. So if you didn't make the A main, you were automatically. Okay. But, uh, I mean, you still got to make a, yeah. still got to run a main event, though, in a way. Yeah. Like a feature event, I mean. Yeah. The main thing is that we just improved every time we went out, and that was all I was trying to do. Just yeah, get better at this, kind of learn the car out. Um, you know, it, was, uh, it was a very fun night. I'm looking forward to getting to being able to try that again. We're working on the next night. Awesome. And you mentioned that you have a goal of making it to NASCAR. Is this like the Cup Series, or are you just hoping to make it like to Truck or Xfinity? Like, what are your like? Where would you like to be like in five years from now in your racing career? Um, in five years, um, it would definitely just be competing in one of NASCAR's three divisions. Um, you know, I used to kind of have this mentality that I've got to make it to the Cup Series. I've got to do that full time and make a career out of it. But, you know, as time goes on and, you know, so I'm just to be honest, sometimes priorities and passions, they change. Um, my racing hasn't changed, but, um, you know, it's kind of looking at the crazy schedule these guys run. Yeah. Like, kind of start to think, right. is this something you really want to do full time? And I would definitely still be open to it. Um, but, you know, the mindset has kind of turned to, okay, I just want to do this now because I love to do it and I want to have fun with it. So... Um, I don't know if I could be maybe full time in the truck series. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, a lot better of a schedule than yeah. I do weeks. like the schedule there a lot better because you're running like twenty something races a year versus forty. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of weeks off. I'd probably be the same to be honest because I hate the grind of just nine months, no, no, barely any breaks. So yeah, that's actually a really interesting perspective on that. I haven't. Really, really yeah. heard of that before because most people are like, I want to make it to the Cup Series, period. But you know, again, I mean, we've seen actual Cup drivers being like, this, this is hard. I want to go spend time with my family, right? So, yeah, um, for sure. So yeah, it's definitely still a goal to run a Cup race, at right? Some point. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, like that's an accomplishment they can't take away from you if you get there. Oh yeah, like, definitely. Hey, I ran a Cup race. That'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So, time for the surprise. Um, we have a guest question that we'd like to ask everybody here on the Gay Racing Podcast. If you could drive a lap in any car 
at any track, um, disregarding like safety or realism or whatever, what would you pick, right? And if you need a time machine to do it, we'll give you a time machine. So one, any uh, track, any car. Any track, any car. Oh boy, it's gonna. And oh, I understand you, for some people who a... are more niche in their racing interests, it's like I understand how that would be easier, but I kind of like it all. So uh, this might be an interesting one for you because you want to go to NASCAR, but you're also doing a ton of variety and dirt and pavement. Uh, I could give you a little what past answers we've gotten if you'd like. I'm sure. See if that would uh, All right. help me out, any. All right. So Caleb Hoffman chose a Gen 4 Cup car at Daytona. Uh, Mike Jokum of Pit Lane Parlay chose a Corvette at Michigan, a 1960s Indy car at Spa, and a monster truck at Dover, which I found very That was so funny. Humorous. Uh, Taylor Kitchen chose a Kia Soul at Texas and oh, Kentucky. Yes. Hilarious. I forgot about that. That's still my, that's still my think favorite That's my favorite. Answer. That's my favorite. Because yeah. <laughs> every time I ask uh, the question, then... I'm like, it doesn't have to be a race car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'll give you one more. Uh, J.R. Hildebrand, the IndyCar driver, said 1973 Porsche Can-Am at Nordschliff. Ooh. Yeah. But that helps oh, you man. at all. We have, we have more. But <laughs> Okay, you know what? I think I have my answer now. Oh, all right. What you got? Okay. So anyone who knows me knows I am a giant weeb. Oh, God. Love anime. Love the whole culture. Um, so <laughs> I'm thinking... And, of course, I love NASCAR, too. And I love going back and watching some of the old footage. NASCAR at Suzuka. Um, so I'm thinking I will pick a 96 Ford Thunderbird <gasps> on the Suzuka circuit. That's a circuit. good oh. answer. That's yeah. a good yeah. answer. Not the, not the small circuit they ran. I want to run the full, the full Suzuka circuit, yes. Grand Prix circuit. Wow. That's a good answer. Nice. Yeah. That's one of my Honestly, favorite answers. I would really love before. to run Rusty Wallace's Miller Lite car while I do. Wow. Oh, that'd be awesome, too. I love that answer, Suzuka. That's, that's a great one. That's good. Wow. Yeah. I've uh, always wanted to go to Japan, so, hey, there's my there's my opportunity there. That's good. Yes. Wow. Love that. That's awesome, Michael. So, um, we're about to wrap up here. Um, where Where can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at Michael Klein Racing on TikTok and Instagram or at Michael Klein 10A. I had to do that one because Michael Klein Racing is already taken, apparently. Oh, Lord have mercy. In the world? Yeah, it, it was probably my old account that got suspended because I was too young. Uh, oh. And I'm not a big name, so they can't reinstate it. Uh, at Michael Klein 10A on Twitter. And we also have an Open Fender account set up. Uh, basically, it's a fundraising platform for racers where. Uh, anybody can donate any amount and get their name on our car. We also have uh, we also have a gift pack that we're sending out to anybody who donates a certain amount. So if anyone wants to be a part of our program, maybe help us run the ARCA race this year, uh, you can head over to OpenFender.com and check out Michael Klein. Oh, that's really cool. I did not know about that. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Are there any like um are there any big races coming up for you or just races at all that you want to also <laughs> shout out? Yeah, so we're racing this Friday night at Grundy County Speedway. Um, I'm not racing in it. I mean, I am racing that, but tonight I'm actually going to Circle City Raceway. I'm not racing in that one. I'm just going to go watch. Nice. But, uh, okay. For my next race, it's Grundy County on Friday night. 
We're trying to run the ARCA race at Indianapolis Raceway Park on August 11th. We're still short of funding Ooh. for that. Um, fortunately, we have picked up Indy Pride and Cruise. Uh, yeah, there we go. Awesome. We got our first Pride sponsor. Oh, that's so cool. Love that. Yeah. That yeah. is so and, uh, cool. <laughs> yep. And uh, we've also got Mike Fuller Cruise Planners on board for that one, too. Um, we're still kind of short on that. So if uh, there's any listeners out there who want to be a part of that program, uh, yeah. yep. Yeah, please yeah, get this guy to Ar- get this guy to IRP, yeah. please. It will actually make me watch an ARCA race. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's gonna be a good one to watch anyway, because yeah. that track puts on a pretty good show, I love our- and it's gonna be an East and National Combo event. Ooh. So there's gonna be plenty of. Oh, is it? That's gonna be awesome. Good. Please, y'all, get him to get him to IRP. Get him in that ARCA car, please. I am begging. That'd be so cool. Oh, oh yeah. That's awesome. Well, Michael, it was great to have you on. You fit right in. Um, thank you for just your insight. Um, we're really proud of you. Um, obviously for coming thank out, you. and we wish you the best of luck with your racing career. Thank you guys so much, and you know I'm glad to finally be on this podcast, and I definitely wish you the best of luck with this too. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, Alex and I are gonna take a break, and then we're gonna get be right back to talk about IndyCar at Detroit. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It's time to talk about IndyCar at the Detroit Grand Prix. And it was different this year because it was at a brand new track that's actually in downtown Detroit. Remember, they used to race in Belle Isle, but this is the first time they did the downtown, this new downtown circuit. And yep. um, a lot of comparisons to the Nashville Street Circuit. Alex, what did you think about the track? Let's go ahead and talk about the track first. What did you think about it? Yeah, the track, I don't have any issue with it, honestly. Like, it's pretty rough. It's a very rough surface, Aww. and maybe that should be mm. handled, but it's like... You sound like Formula One it, right now. I know, but it's just like... The track has a bump in I'm it. I'm fine with it. Like, as long as it's not, like, a safety issue, like, it's yeah. fine. They'll they'll handle it. But it it is very similar to Nashville because of how tight it can be. But this is better than Nashville. It'll this is better, better than, than both the Nashville races we've had. And I can't say that I miss Belle Isle. Belle Isle didn't have races that were as intense as this was. I liked Belle so, Isle, to be honest. I know a lot of people that actually lived in um, that area didn't like it because it closed off the park for so long. So this was like just better for everybody. I think the racing was definitely kind of better. Um what I saw yesterday was a classic IndyCar street race, right? Um, there was contact. There was some mistakes. There was some wrecks. There was really good side-by-side racing, especially um, coming, I guess, what, it was turn three and four or something? Turn three, like that hairpin yeah. um, off that long straightaway after the restarts. That was the star of the show. That's where all the passes, most of the passes were being made. Not all of them. We saw some passes. I think Will Power made a pass in what was not a passing zone, right? On a restart. I mean, you know, IndyCar street racing is like NASCAR short track racing or what NASCAR short track racing used to be, right? That's I said that like a while yeah. ago after like a St. Pete race. Quality quality you don't see that enough one i'll tell you what because these no. indy cars they can dr- they can make contact they're not huge they're not stupidly huge i bet indy car could go to monaco and have a good race oh yeah i think so at this like 
I, like, God, these cars are so fun to watch on street circuits, in my opinion. They are. And I feel like Nashville is just too tight. Where you, It's more like a Monaco where they just can't pass there. So if they're going to pass, they're going yeah. to wreck. Like, Detroit has some and, tight parts. But then, again, there's parts that yeah. are kind of wide where there's plenty of room to pass. And you know what Detroit reminded me of as well? And we haven't seen a race there yet, but it reminds me of the Chicago street course that NASCAR is going to have. And that's scary because NASCAR will not run the same way as IndyCar does. Yeah. But it, similar layout to me. And maybe I'm mistaken corners. on that. A lot of, I, I don't yeah, think exactly. you're, I don't think you're degree mistaken degree on that. It's a lot of 90 degree corners, which... Um, I mean, IndyCar, it's fine, I think. Um, it uh, honestly makes yeah. the battles into the corners really interesting because it's, you know, it's a it's a balance between the inside and the outside, which one's going to have to give so that they both make it to the yeah. corner. Um, but, I mean, and, yeah, it was a quality race yesterday. It wasn't too, like, there was, there's a good amount of cautions near the end. It was just at the point where it wasn't too much, you know? Yeah. And, you know, that's why... You know, Nashville, it kind of is this category where it's like, it's meant for entertainment and it's a tight street course. I'm fine if we don't go back to that after this year. And they go to like the the Nashville Super Speedway or something at another oval. Yes, please. Please, God, please. (laughs) Right, right. And Detroit, that can just fill the hole that Nashville would leave if they got rid of it because it's the same kind of track and you're in a the heart of downtown. You're in downtown Detroit. It's still a major city. I'm fine with the that. And you'd city. still be in Nashville yeah. at the Super Speedway. Yeah. The Motor City, dude. And I mean, Nashville's important, but dude, who cares? Just yeah. go to the Super Speedway at this point. <laughs> and with Detroit, now both Chevrolet and Honda both have their own big race weekends. And I yeah. think that's very nice for the manufacturers. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And there's um there's a really interesting feature about this track, the double sided pit road of first, like ever. I don't think I've ever seen this in motorsports, ever. I don't recall. So if there was, I don't remember. I thought EA Sports was doing something with Dodge Raceway Stadium pit road on <laughs> outside of the track, under the grandstands, but mm-hmm. <laughs> this pit road is double sided, so there's pit boxes on both sides. Seemed to work out. Um, I just thought of something though. How did they handle the fueling? Or like, you know what I mean? Because yeah, they don't they do they have fuel receptors on both sides of the car? I don't. I don't think I so. They must have had the had the fueler go to the other side. I don't. But then that's a, that then being that's like a, a disadvantage, topic. though. You know what I mean? That's a disadvantage. Yeah. I wonder if maybe it is on both. I wonder I if know. the teams like knew which side they were going to be on going into the weekend, so they knew which... Something tells me that it's not that big of an issue, that it's really easy to change which side the receptor's on. Must not be a big issue, because it was not a topic I heard at I all. I want to ask, ask like... Bozy about that, or just, I don't know. That'd be a good person. Because don't ask. they go into yeah. the like? It's in the side. That's weird. I just thought yeah. of that though. But anyways, because I know like going to Watkins Glen for NASCAR, they have to change which side um the fuel comes into the car because of how yeah. the pit road is. So anyways, um, and one more thing on the mm-hmm. pit road. I told you this before we recorded. I thought it was going to be like one group of cars have to 
exit on the left side of the track and another group had the exit on the right and it was gonna be two separate pit lanes but it's not that it's just one giant pit road and there's just like a blue line in the middle and i thought that was actually a lot better than what i thought it was mm -hmm. going to be so it, it would have been you would have had an unfair advantage i think if you were on the left or whichever way the next corner went would have had the advantage so i'm glad it wasn't that I'm like literally. Shall we talk tweeting. about? I'm literally tweeting Bozy right now. <laughs> You're tweeting Bozy. <laughs> I'm literally asking him right now. Um, sorry. What's the next thing? <laughs> so let's talk about the winner, uh, Zach. Oh, big for you! You got your first fantasy points of the season. Points, not just one. You got three. In style, you Alex Pillow. I picked the winner you of the, the Detroit winner. Grand Prix, Alex Pillow. And dominant poll, he uh, he won the poll. It wasn't it wasn't wire to wire. He did not have the lead the whole race. There were some moments where you know Will Power was in the lead, and honestly, Power was just his main kind of um, opponent the entire day. Yeah. Right? I mean, the McLarens were kind of up there. Roman Grosjean early in the race, um, we saw him kind of contending a little bit. Then of course he just fell back and had some issues, and then literally ended in the wall. Um, but I mean, Alex Pillow just put together a clean, clean race, and a lot of other drivers. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as chaotic as we thought it was going to be, but a lot of other drivers could not say um the same thing, right? I mean, Power even Power had yeah. some issues. He got shuffled out on a restart, um, because you know contact with Dixon. So, I mean, right. you know, qualifying from pole, having that track position, lets you just kind of have a day like that. So. And, you know, it wasn't without, like, a scare either, because Pillow, he missed a shift or something, and his drive shaft almost went out. There was a scare. And that could have ended the race. And, Zach, I think a few weeks ago, with your luck you've had this year, that probably would have been it for Pillow in this race. But managed to hold on. So I'm, I'm happy for you. We take our fantasy seriously. We and do. I I've crap. been taking it so seriously. Like yeah, trying like we, to, I give you a lot of crap over this, but I'm really happy for I'm, you. Like this is, I it's not this. fun to lose. It's not, yeah. but I needed that, and that's exactly what I needed. Three points on the board. I just need a few more yeah. of these, and I'm in it, dude. Like it's crazy. But we'll talk. We'll talk yeah, more about fantasy later. But that was awesome, and just you know, awesome to see Polo have a drive like that. Um, there were some guys like Kyle Kirkwood. He was in that lap one incident, um, because of course you know it's IndyCar. Well, didn't they wave off the start? <laughs> they waved they off did. the start because you know it's IndyCar. Um, <laughs> take a shot when they but, wave off a start, and then the, and when they waved, they waved off the start because they weren't double file deep enough. Like it was only like the first four rows were yeah. two by two. Well, it's so, because they the, wait till like, the back in the field. They yeah, wait till the last. They wait too like, long to, to do it. Like, sorry. One thing NASCAR gets right is they they double up like way before then, even at, at a road I course. I thought, I thought they were just going to start single file, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, Please. we won't go in the first. Alex, lap then. no, y'all. Alex tweeted or Alex texted me that, and I'm like, Alex, you mean the racing series that threw three red flags and had a one lap shootout with 240 miles per hour cars? It's going to start their race single file. I thought it. I was like, oh, okay. Let's, let's, let's cool. use critical thinking Yay. here. That is not what's happening. <laughs> I thought that was so but funny. <laughs> I genuinely thought they were going to because they, they were coming to the green with like two corners to go on pace lap. I'm like, oh, okay. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, the incident on lap one, Isla ended up piggybacking Kyle Kirkwood. That was not fun. And he went airborne and he was stuck on the back of Kirkwood's car. Kirkwood needed his rear ring, rear wing replaced. And I want to give Slay of the Week to Kyle Kirkwood, actually, because he managed to come back from this and finish sixth. That's really impressive. And it takes a lot of determination and confidence in your team to be able to come back from that. And, you know, he was helped with other incidents and such, but this is a track where it's hard to pass. He got all the back up there, still got a solid finish out of it. And Zach, I don't know if his teammate Colton Herta could ever do that. And I don't mean to drag in Colton Herta, but there's oh, a I lot do. of praise for Herta. Well, Herta dragged himself into plenty. the wall. I'm just saying, bro's overshooting the heck out of turn three. Um, right. clips his front wing off. He's literally acting like me on the uh, the F1 game. The F1 game, which is the yeah. only F1 he'll be doing anytime soon. Um, <laughs> like, listen. <laughs> this is bro. I can't. It's, here's the thing about Colton Herta, and I don't mean to bring him in to drag him. He's the third best Andretti driver right now. Am I wrong? I agree. No, I agree. That's crazy. That is crazy. Y'all was talking. Y'all, not me. Y'all was talking about this guy. He he shouldn't go to F1. He needs to win some championships in IndyCar before he goes to F1. Bro! Bro! Let's back that one up! Back that one up for a minute! Because I don't see him winning any championships right now. No. No, sir. And by the way, this was a street race, and this was like Herda's best kind of track and was just not really a factor. Yeah. I really think Kirkwood, like you said, the top with with Herda third, I think Kirkwood's leading Andretti right now. And I don't he's a new guy. Yeah. It's only his second year in IndyCar. I think and, if Grosjean can clean yeah. up some of the you know, the mistakes, yeah. he's I think he's your guy at Andretti. I agree. I, I know Kirkwood's like young and stuff and you know, the potential for growth, but I mean, we saw it yesterday. Grosjean, he started third. Um, he was kind of fighting for the lead at the beginning a little bit, I think. Yeah, wasn't he second? Um, yeah. But he's just got to clean up some of the... He's just got to put a whole race together. Um, I think once he does, you hear it all the time. Once he wins one, the floodgates are open, but it wasn't yesterday, unfortunately. Um, yeah, and Grosjean was my fantasy pick, and I picked him because he's been really good this year. It's just I thought maybe this would be the race where he puts it all together. It's gonna happen this year win. sometime. It's it's going to happen yeah. at some point, and it I didn't want to miss out on it. This I feel like it could be at literally any track, even the ovals, maybe. Yeah. Besides, maybe like Iowa. Yeah. I don't know, but like I I I could no no even Iowa though. Like I could see it. Mm. So yeah, it's just like so hard to bet on it you know yeah i mean i had a big lead in fantasies i was willing to pick grosjean for that but now i don't think i can do that anymore zach yeah. again we'll talk about fantasy later but and you know his frustration when he got out of the car oh we've seen this God. several times now he gets that wheel. yeah he is so emotional and i i it's making me a fan of his oh, yeah. like you know my my drivers joseph and scott don't necessarily like him i don't think because again, Grosjean got into both of them, but including yesterday, Grosjean's passion, including yesterday, and Grosjean's passion 
just really shows when he gets wrecked out. It's like, man, he knows he can win these races. He yeah. knows he could compete for a championship. He's not in the top 10 in points, despite running like be. top five nearly every be. race. He should He should have won Barber. He should have won St. Pete. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he's... Oh, it is frustrating. I would I would be hitting the heck out of my steering wheel, too, if I take myself when, out of a race like that. When Pato and Joseph were a lap ahead of the field, Grosjean was third at Texas. Yeah. Like, you could keep listing things here. I think besides, like, Indy, all of both Indianapolis races, he's been a contender yep. every single week. And again, this time. And it's going to come for him eventually. And it's going to be... A happy day, I think, because it's gonna be a, probably one of the most emotional victories we've seen when it happens. It's just like, man, I that'd be so good for the series too for Grosjean to win a race. I mean, seeing an, a former F one driver kind of having success in the sport, I think, um, and I, with his history, a lot of people say it's happened. not a good thing when F one drivers come over here and wins. Which, like, it doesn't no. even really happen that much, anyways. If anything, it's good that he is struggling a little bit. I guess if you want to take that angle, but I think he's a he's a great character to have in IndyCar. He really is. He's one of those drivers that yeah. does not he will he will do what Pato Award does, like at the Indy 500, and will just take the shot. Um, yeah. Speaking of Pato, yesterday didn't Pato have issues? Is this even in the outline? Yeah, yeah, Pato. Yeah, he is in the bit, outline. Yeah. Pato. He had an issue coming out of the pits. Right, it was a yeah. Weird he, like stalled or something. Situation. It, the car stalled. They had to push it back to the pit, and then he got back on track. He ends up passing Pelot to get his lap back. So he was back on the lead lap and everything. So if a yellow came back out, he was going to be in really good shape. And then trying to get around Santino Ferrucci. I think it was Ferrucci, Pato, and then it was Pelot. He was trying to get around Ferrucci. And he just crashes. Pato does. And that is two weeks in a row that Pato has another crash. So he goes from competing with Pelot for the championship. He's now behind Joseph and Dixon in the points. He's 82 back. We'll talk about the points in a minute. But very uncharacteristic for Pato Award. Is it? said that before. No, is it? It's not. This is not uncharacteristic of him. I think now, Zach, I think now it's starting to become this a is common very, characteristic. No, I'm sorry. This is very characteristic of Pato Award. This is like the third or fourth time this has happened. Where, where does, I want to look at his finishes because he rec- he did whatever he did at Long Beach, which was just an embarrassment um, mm-hmm. just of his driving abilities because we know Pato Award. He's, I mean, he almost won Texas, obviously almost won the Indy 500. Um, he should have should have won St. Pete. He still doesn't have a win this year. That's crazy. Nope. Um, he has several seconds. And then when he's, you know, then there's all these races he's just taken himself out. I don't remember how he did it in DGP, but um, yeah, this is very characteristic of him at this point. Which, it, there's a I mean, I feel like I'm watching 2021 where it's just like, Joseph can't put together a string of good races and, like, Grosjean or Herda's just wrecking themselves out. Scott Dixon's, like, there, but he's not, like, you know, he's not as high enough as Alex Pelot, right? Like, right. it's it's Pelot. Pelot's, Pelot's the only top-tier driver right now that's actually running, you know, top-tier races week after week after week. And that's yeah. why he's leading the championship. Marcus Erickson's, like, a little bit behind, right? 
Um, he's kind of there, but you know, Pelot's yeah. winning all of these races. Yeah. So while we're talking about, let's talk about the points then. Um, so Pelot's the points leader, and he has a whole race advantage over second place Marcus Erickson, fifty-one point lead. You get fifty points for winning a race. Right. He has a fifty-one point gap over Erickson. And then Joseph Newgarden is third, 70 back. No double points at Indy 500 this year. Of course. Of course, the year Joseph wins it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, uh, IndyCar. Is... <laughs> Thanks. Um, I still think it's the right decision, by the way. I don't. Uh, Dixon, is... Dixon is 79 back. Pato, 82 back. That's huge blow. Two in a row for Pato. Uh, Alexander Rossi is 97 back. And Scott McLaughlin, 98 back. Yeah. Rossi's another one of those guys. They can't put races together. They just yep. can't put races together. Um, like, legitimately, if you're not driving for Ganassi, you have not been putting races together this year consistently. Legitimately. And that's something I want to talk to you about, Zach, because Alex Pelot's going to McLaren next year. Uh-oh. Why, why would he do that? I, I still don't understand why Alex Pelot's going to McLaren. Why would you? You are basically the next one in line after Scott Dixon to continue the Ganassi dominance in IndyCar. That's and a you fair are argument. going to abandon that and go to a more. It's a strong team at McLaren, but it's not as established. I feel compared to that Ganassi ten car. I just I, I, I don't, don't have an argument. It. I don't have an argument. I mean, you also have to. I think there's some F one stuff, obviously, that kind of played mm, a part. Yeah. I think it was a bigger picture thing, of course, and money. I mean, you know Zach Brown. He's got he's got money. Um Chip yeah. Ganassi got some Justin Marks money still, I, I know, but <laughs> I yeah. it's probably a bigger picture thing that we're we just don't understand, I'm guessing. Because yeah, yeah, I, I don't mean... really have an argument outside of that. <laughs> Cause I mean Ganassi is arguably the best team in IndyCar right now. Yep. They're fast at the That's speedway. Sense. They're fast. Um, oh, I mean, look at the championship standings. Three of the top four. They're they've won two of the last. I mean, what they won? What Alex Pelot's on a streak right now. Erickson won earlier this year. Scott Dixon could win. Um, next race, you whenever. know, whenever, whenever he yeah. wants. Like he's Scott Dixon. He's fourth in points. Like yeah, he's fine. So. Um, Scott Dixon. Scott Dixon fourth in points. What is it? Where have we it's heard inevitable. this before? It's just the end. The- <laughs> Scott Dixon is inevitable. <laughs> Literally. Um. So Until he's mathematically out. You so when you're a Ganassi Dixon. driver and you move to any other team, it is very hard to not see that as a downgrade. Yep. So we'll just have to. I mean, McLaren though they at least he's not going to like Andretti or something. Right. Like, it's McLaren. So, you know, McLaren, they have fast drivers. They have fast cars, especially at the Speedway, right? Most of the time, everywhere else. Um, I think they're driving... Maybe Pelot's what they need. Because Pelot, if you look at all these guys that we've talked about that aren't putting races together, um, Pelot has a championship. Award doesn't. Rossi doesn't. Um, You know. So, maybe that's the difference. Maybe, yeah. maybe, I don't know, Pelot obviously knows how to put a season together, and he's doing it again. That's a great point. So That's a really good point, Zach. Maybe that's what McLaren needs to be able to compete if with you look Ganassi. At, if you look at Pato and, uh, what's it called, Pato and Rossi are obviously their stars, but they're very, you know, 
they're not really championship material because they can't, you know, they take each they take themselves out of races or I think they make mistakes. They, they are championship material, but they just haven't been able to seal the deal yet. They both competed for championships. They just haven't been able to close it out yet. Yeah. And it's because of the consistency. Yeah. But from Polo's perspective, I just don't understand why he would do it unless, like you said, the F1 thing. And I think he is the F1 reserve driver for yeah, McLaren. Yeah, it's definitely the F1 stuff. So. That is definitely it. But, I mean, Alex Polo is, you know, we talk about, you know, I mean, we talked about after the 500 probably how Joseph is like the guy in IndyCar, but it's actually Alex Polo. <laughs> it's actually yeah. Alex Polo, I mean, dude. It is. Alex Polo is winning. Alex Polo will win the Indy 500 if VK doesn't get into him in the pits. Yeah, probably. And I, I, ha, I struggle to disagree with that or argue against that. And I don't know. I feel like Polo is just the best guy out there, most consistent. He's always up front. Like, I know he's quiet, but he has a whole race lead over I, Erickson. I want to ask you. Like, it's who's, crazy. Who's the guy, if we look at the top, um, few in points. Who's the guy that's going to challenge Polo? Oh, man. Call it right now. I don't... I want it, My heart wants to say Joseph, but I don't see that consistency there. Erickson's consistent, but I don't know if he can get the wins. He's not better I than would Polo, say it's got, I feel like. I feel like Erickson's not better than Polo. Just, if it's any of these guys that we mentioned, it'd be Scott Dixon. Because he's Scott Dixon. He's Scott Dixon. <laughs> Yeah, I could see it, but I think yeah. if I had to bet money on them, mm-hmm. hmm. you know, Scott McLaughlin, man, he he's not really putting races together, is he? Either like Penske, Penske's just catching themselves mid pack too much. It's qualifying. I mean, they had good quality at Detroit, but a lot of oh. time qualifying just really is not Penske's strong suit yeah. right now. I don't know. I mean, Joseph is at least in position, but we'll just have to see how this develops. Um, Road America is the next race, isn't it, in a few weeks? Yep. That'll be good. Yep. Yeah. And Iowa, that'll be a good chance for Joseph specifically to yeah. gain points. Really, I Penske, I feel like Penske and McLaren, actually, because, I mean... You know, Ganassi yeah. is fast at ovals, but McLaren and Penske have been the ones winning the races at ovals. So we're we're gonna see them get some points back there. So right. we'll have to see. Um, let's see. Yeah, we talked about Will Power. Um <laughs> NBC. So NBC, obviously the IndyCar broadcast was great, as always. Um I think they did a decent job just like kinda Actually, I didn't even watch pre-race that much. They didn't really have much of a pre-race, but, you know, just covering this new track. Um, They had Hinch. They had Hinch do a little, like, of track tour, and he did a mm-hmm. little joke with Canada. Because you you could see Canada from, like, across the river or something. Um, yeah. But they, they had a bit of a NASCAR moment where they kept talking about, like, a celebrities that were at the track. And I've... Sorry, but I've never heard of this person. Flava Flav? Mm-hmm. Who is this? I saw them yesterday but, with the Will Power shirt. Um, it felt much like a, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me almost of like Chase Elliott in the Dawsonville pool room stuff, where they kept talking about this oh one God. driver, and then that one driver <laughs> yeah. went to win the race. And I'm like rigged. That's why I had the feeling that Will Power was going to win this race. Yeah. Because like it just felt too likely they would have the they had the, the paid actor a flavor flav. Who literally was AI created yesterday for this IndyCar race so that Will Power well, could win it? <laughs> he's a rapper who was popular. 
was 20 years ago 20 years ago shut up get out <laughs> kevin lee is hanging with my man flava flave you know kevin lee was having the time of his life <laughs> oh he I, was I love that for him oh he was god that was so funny um it was a bit much like you said it rem- the Dawsonville pool room, yeah, it was the same kind of vibe. Yeah, was like, it? Oh my god, I get it. Because it wasn't just I once they it. went to him. They went to him multiple times. Like, Here's the thing. Like, six times. Was that the yeah. only celebrity at the race? That's what I'm trying to get. It that's seemed what I, like it. That's, that's what I'm kind of feeling. They couldn't talk about yeah. anybody else? No one else was there? Really? Yeah. I don't know. That's one of NBC's only flaws, that sometimes they just really go in on, like, a celebrity or like they have a quarter base somewhere else it's like they go all in on that's like okay let's tone it down a little bit i think it's you know, fine like the race. pre-race but man shut up yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut up yeah. it was cute it was cute that he's a big will power fan apparently and they interviewed will like oh apparently he's a big fan of mine like that was cute yeah. but it was it was a bit much he um, said he was going to get will power to one of his shows didn't he Maybe Will can play the drums. He's going to get Will Power to one of his shows. It'd be fun. Uh, one more thing on IndyCar, and then we'll move on. Uh, Felix Rosenquist and Alexander Rossi got together. Yeah. At the end of the race. Yeah. And this was spicy. Uh, Rossi was asked about it and said, we'll discuss it internally. And... I don't know. Is there trouble at, over at McLaren? We talked about it with Polo well, going over. Were, Is that what they need? They were racing really clean, and then they weren't. Mm-hmm. Was that on a restart? I don't remember. Was that on a restart? It was just like it was. Green? I think it was the last restart. Okay, and, like not. I think it was like a couple laps after the restart, but they were still like bunched together. Okay. Yeah, and, I mean, and what Rossi finishes fifth, Rosenquist third. So they, I mean, they didn't ruin each other's days over it, but yeah, it was a bit um. I remember Lee saying that this is not good. This is not how teammates race or something. Um, yeah. And Rosenquist, they're going to talk about it internally. I mean, yeah, I guess. Um, well, yeah. Rossi's used to, you know, having issues with teammates, so he should be a professional at this by now. So, yeah, he'll probably yep. be fine. I mean, I think, you know, they got bigger fish to fry than this little issue. I mean, they, again, they were, it was probably just a genuine mistake. But I don't but my thought was Rosenquist is really fighting for a career and because you know Zach Brown says oh yeah we might run another car full time next year when they bring in Polo please just and tease that would push more. out Rosenquist again Te- tease him more Zach Brown Jesus Christ because they already added a third car for Rossi but Rossi took over Rosenquist's car so they might, they're going to do it again with Polo so if they add another car for Rosenquist it's just like okay you know Whenever, but after the race, Rosenquist said, "quote I'm not worried about my future." End quote. So it's like, so you're because he re- had a really good Indy 500, yeah, and he had a really good race here in Detroit. Probably the best two races back to back Rosenquist has ever put together in his IndyCar career. I'm just kind of like, so does he have something lined up? Does he know he's getting the extra McLaren car? Is he going to the ten at Ganassi again? <laughs> Forgot about or that. I forgot he... about that. <laughs> or hey, is he like? If I'm Ganassi, go to the 29? if I'm Ganassi, mm-hmm. I want Felix Rosenquist because he's good. He's one again. He's the most underrated driver in IndyCar right now, and it's kind of a shame that McLaren keeps trying to like sh- shovel him out. Um, I get it. I do get it. It's just mm-hmm. 
man. Um, I will say, though, I know that Ganassi seat might be a thing, but he might not be worried about his future. I'm worried about his future. Because yeah. he's not winning. He, he doesn't win. He doesn't look appealing to any team owners right now. He looks appealing maybe for the 29 car in Andretti, which that'd be fun. Yeah. I'm I'm Her racing for Andretti Autosport. Yay! Hey, at least it's not Ray Hall Lanigan. True. You don't want to go there. Nope. No, no one wants to go to that. Nope. Graham Rahal wrecked himself under yellow. Didn't he qualify like last? Bad. He did. How do you yeah. qualify last when there's... Again. Again. <laughs> Bro, you're getting out-qualified by AJ Foyt again? Well, I guess that's not saying Not even anymore. at Indy? Yeah. That's crazy. Man. Oh, no, yeah, that's going to be something to watch as well with Rosenquist and the 10 car. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'll be curious if he goes back to Ganassi. Because Ganassi's been searching for that right-hand man to Scott Dixon. And they finally got it to Lowe, and well, Polo decides listen, to dip. Listen, Felix so, Rosenquist gives me heavy Valtteri Botas vibes. So True. They're basically the yeah. same person. So They are similar. I'm just... Aren't they both from... No, he's... Are they from the same country? Sweden? No. Is Valtteri from Sweden? I don't, I don't know. Or is it Switzerland? But, no, I think is... Botas from Sweden. I don't know. I think he is. Finnish. What does Finnish mean? Oh. Uh, Finland. Finland? Right? Yeah, yeah, duh. Okay, like okay, never mind. Okay, so they're not from the same country. Anyway. That's my, that's my ignorant American uh, moment of the podcast. <laughs> so now it's time for the tea. I said, what is, I'm sorry. This. I said, what does Finnish mean? I'm so embarrassed. And I was like, is it not Finland? I'm like, what like, country um, is that? I can't. I'm sorry. Um, anyway. Flop of the week. Flop of the week. Dreamy Zach GP. I'm, I am I got to live my glory of fantasy for like 24 hours. It's, it's over. all downhill from here. I, it's all downhill all from, downhill here. from here. here. I'm being canceled in Pride Month. I, I can't. So um, <laughs> I want to recover with this tea. Um, speaking of Pride Month, we mentioned it earlier yes. in our conversation with Michael. Ally. Ally. With, <laughs> with the 48 car. It's going to have a Pride logo on the hood. Yay! We're not just on the side of the car anymore. We're on the hood. We're on the hood. We're coming up in the world, dude. Gay people. We're almost legit, dude. <laughs> That's great. And we make fun of it. It is a it is a huge deal that Ally yeah. is actually is doing this. It is. Um, it's just especially you know, especially right now. Especially right now, because Alex, we were talking earlier about how you know we talked about the Bud Light and the Target stuff. And Alex, you brought up to me that a lot of like companies aren't doing rainbow branding for Pride Month this year. Just because of right. what they saw with Bud Light and what's going on with Target on social media, and now like even like Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A said they have a diversity like representative or something, and now they're like, oh People well, this isn't out. the Lord's Chicken anymore. I can't. I'm boycotting. So I think while we've been, Alex, we've been living in a lot of progression. Um, you know, I'd say like in the 2020s here. We're also, again, seeing a lot of pushback. So for yeah. Ally to give up their normal kind of branding and promote Pride 
with the progress flag, um, which is like the pride flag, but also has like the trans colors um in that triangle, and then also the brown and um the black colors for the people the LGBTQ plus people of color. Um, mm-hmm. that's that takes courage at this point, honestly. It yep. does take courage for companies to do this because I mean, if you check Twitter, you can check Twitter right now, see people calling saying the F slur in the comments of ally you see people on i saw this thing on instagram where it's like alex bowman must be gay his girlfriend disappeared or he, not disappeared sorry but it, like he he, he he suddenly didn't have a girlfriend anymore a few years ago and have you heard the way he talks and now he has a rainbow on his car homophobia is much is is very well much alive so mm-hmm. I'm proud of Ally kind of t- doing this because that's the whole point of Pride, right? We are proud of who yeah. we are, despite the fact that people want to make us not be proud of who we are, I guess. And I want to say I hope Alex Bowman, you know, they're in California, but they're in Northern California. I hope um, Alex Bowman has a okay weekend because he's probably going to get a lot of hate for this. And it's probably not his choice for this to... Yeah be on his car and that's not to say he's against it or he's for it but you know i'm sure he's gonna get a lot of comments about this when it's not even his choice it's his sponsors um and you know he does get comments like that and you know you and i've joked about it right but it's not like i think everyone's gay yeah we're all including you (laughs) including you actually oh you did not he bro just called me gay on 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 the podcast bro on, um, on the gay racing podcast, the gay racing gay? podcast. Just because I'm on the gay racing podcast does not mean I'm gay. Okay, gay. Bitch. <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> wow. But, no, for real. Um, Ally is actually one of the few brands on social media that actually have a Pride logo on their actual social media accounts still this year. Yeah. And you know, there's a thing about corporate corporate pride. And it's just like, oh, it's not really real. It's just for money. But it, it shows that these companies, sure, they see gay people, trans people, etc. as profitable. Yeah. But it shows but that they're willing profitable. to... <laughs> yeah. They're willing we're, to we're support <laughs> that group of people. And that's notable. And it's definitely a big tone shift this year compared to last year. A huge tone it's shift. not as prevalent. It, it, this is, I yeah. mean, in this country right now, and then also then you look at the government. Everything the government's yeah. doing. This is the most challenged, I think, LGBTQ plus is this decade, I guess, 2020. Like, this is, it, it's, it, it, it was at a pretty good point, like a little bit after 2020, especially in racing. I mean, well, we started mm-hmm. this podcast in 2020. There was nothing. No pride NASCAR at all. Nothing. Nothing. Zero. We have a pride sponsor on a car. Yep. That is huge. That is monumental. And we're talking... We just talked with an LGBTQ plus race car driver. Like, it's, you know... So... I don't have anything else to say. I'm just, you know, we're right. It's, it's going to be, it's unfortunately it's just, I feel like it's just going to be a fight, but that's, that's the whole thing about pride. It started as a fight, you know? Yep. So 
unfortunately. Yeah, and if, specifically if you're trans, um, hearts are with you because like you're getting the brunt yes. of all this across the country right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be proud of who you are, but don't stop fighting. Um, to move on from that, um, so FedEx is close to extending with Joe Gibbs Wait, Racing, according who? to the Sports Business FedEx? Journal. I haven't seen yeah. them. I haven't seen them lately. Because, uh, what, Sports Clips was on the car last week and the week before. And maybe even the week before that. Who's FedEx? Yeah, they have not been on the car. Who is they FedEx? Been on the car. They- <laughs> I think they were on the car last for Darlington. And I think they were on the car for Daytona. I feel like there's maybe one other race. Talladega. Remember, Denny on the podcast said he wants FedEx on the car at the Super Speedway so that people know that it's him, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, I don't know if you heard that. mm, Um, I'm going to check Jayski, actually. Yeah, How many times has FedEx been on? Because, I mean, it's weird. We always talk about how FedEx and M&M's with Kyle Busch were always, like, these last, like, full-season sponsors. Well, obviously, you know, M&M's is gone. Um, We still got Ally. Um, But then... (laughs) FedEx definitely. They're it, this is a story to follow. I mean, heck, we see we see what a lack of funding can do. If Kyle Busch yeah. can lose a ride over no fu- funding, yeah, we're gonna talk about Denny Hamlin. We're gonna right. talk. And about around that. this time, a year ago, is when Kyle Busch was saying, "Go ask Joe Gibbs about his contract extension." Denny Hamlin and FedEx contracts end at the end of this year. Oh, but I feel like it's a lot more likely that he resigns in Kyle Busch. But you know, the Kyle Busch, it seemed like that was impossible I mean, to not. Happen. You never know. You really never know. Um, you don't. They ran FedEx but... at Daytona, Vegas. Oh my God! Daytona, Vegas, Bristol, Talladega, Dover, Kansas, Darlington. Okay, seven. But there was like. So many in the beginning of the season was not FedEx. That was weird. So seven of I guess hmm. fourteen races. Ooh, only half. Half. Yahoo for the they used to do race. every single sports clips the last two weeks. Yikes! Interstate batteries yeah. because Joe Gibbs loves doing that to us. <laughs> so, but we never had this kind of update about Kyle Busch or M and M's saying, "Hey, hey, they're about to resign." I mean, M and M's announced. A year and a half prior that they weren't coming back. Yeah. So this is pretty big for Joe Gibbs Racing, and there's also a possibility Truex could retire. It sounds like he's going to stay, though, from what I've heard. So yeah, it'd be. Could you imagine if Gibbs lost Dennis and Kyle back to back years, Eminem's and FedEx back to back years? That would have been That'd detrimental. Watching's be detrimental. That. Okay, you're funny. That, what do you think if Denny <laughs> did lose his ride at JGR? What do you think he'd do? Do you think he'd just start a like he'd probably obviously start a, he'd probably find another charter or something and run at twenty three eleven. Right. I guess. But that's it. It's easier said than done. Easier said than done. Because, like, also, a it's like if he can't find funding for his JGR ride, how's he gonna find funding for his twenty three eleven ride? You know. So I don't know. But also, that's different. True. I don't know. Um, we'll have to hopefully. Hopefully, the story doesn't develop that much further. Like, hopefully, it's just you know they sign a deal and. Whatever, yeah, because you know I love Denny Hamlin. It's going the it's going the opposite direction in the positive way yes. than what Kyle Busch and Eminem did with Gibbs last year. Yeah, and then 
Next thing, this is after Coca-Cola 600, uh, the 14 car, Stortos Racing 14 car. This is, this is funny. Bro! Uh, they have one of the largest penalties in NASCAR history went down to the 14 car. 120 points, 25 playoff points, and the crew chief suspended for six weeks. They ran a counterfeit underwing modified duct. Don't ask us, we're gay. I don't know, I don't know what the hell that is. They apparently ran a counterfeit part, and apparently this helps create more downforce. They did all that, this huge penalty, and they finished 20th. And <laughs> How are you yeah. going to cheat and not be fast? Very funny. How are you going to cheat and be slow? If you're going to cheat, cheat, dude. <laughs> how, how are you going to get the, one of the largest penalties in history and finish 20th? That's my so, question. bro is like, does he have negative points? He he might. I want to check. I think he was around 16th in points. So he's probably like 30th. No now, way. Actually. No, he was not. There's no way the 14 car was 16th in points. Let me check. I think around there. I feel like he's been running so bad this year. Well, he's 31st he in points right now. He has 175 points. Okay. So add in 120. Where would so he have been? He's in front. Add in 120. Um. I swear I'm good at math. 295. He would be... He would be 19th. Okay. Okay, I so guess. So a little right. below the cut line. Yeah. Um. So right right now, he's in front of Noah Gregson, Ty Dillon, and BJ McLeod. Mm. That's it. Great company. And Cody Ware, but you know. Uh, yikes. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, just, I found this interesting. Or very funny. Just interesting and funny. Just... Yeah. With all this effort, bro. If I'm cheating in NASCAR, I'm cheating. I'm making my. I'm winning with ten second lead, dude. I'm just saying, that's crazy. If Ch- imagine if if Chad Knauss did this, they would have lapped the damn field twice, twice, and they wouldn't have got caught. Yeah, North Wilkesboro. That's what happened in North Wilkesboro. <laughs> yeah, that's what they did to the five car. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last little thing here. Another funny thing, in my opinion. Uh, We had some Xfinity Series drama between, yeah, in Portland, uh, Jeb Burton and Chandler Smith and Chris Rice. Chris mother effing Rice, dude. I love him. He's such a colorful character at College Racing, bro. He was getting, someone had somebody in a chokehold. They was fighting on pit road. Jeb Burton used to drive for College. So... Mm-hmm. Portland, I'll and let's go and talk about Xfinity a little bit because I watched like the last bit of the race. I have to admit, I was very entertained. It was very um, what's the word? Childish. There was a lot of just mm. like shoving people off the track. John Hunter Nemechek and I think Sheldon Creed were getting into it a little bit too. I think it was. Um, so they they kissed and made up though. Um. Not literally. Aww. Pride month. Um, <laughs> happy Pride. But um, I just I just found it really funny. Um, the fact that Chris Rice was getting involved, I find that very funny. Um, and did you see the picture where Matt Collins standing with his hands on his hips in the background? And he no, looked very blurry. Shut up! I'm looking up. So I'm looking funny. it up right now. I think NASCAR Chasm tweeted it. I see it, and I think. It was so funny. He does not have his hand on his hips. I thought he did. No. It was funny. He has his arms crossed. 
He's just looking oh. like this, like. Okay, I thought he has hands on his hips. He has his arms crossed. This one guy okay. looks like Daniel Hemrick. This one crew member looks like Daniel Hemrick for some reason. I don't think that's actually him. But uh, I don't know what led to this at all. I don't understand, but uh, I found it funny that Jeb and Chandler got into it. It was. It was really funny. Um, I love Xfinity. That was I was entertained. It was it wasn't too stupid. And then um Cole Custer got his first win of the year, actually. And mm. it was his first win since what Cup series at Kentucky. That's yeah. 2020. And it like resonated with me because my dad's favorite driver before he passed like a few years ago basically was Cole Custer. He loved watching him in Xfinity in that double zero car. Um, he always like yeah. cared about what he was doing. So, um, cool for me to see him get a win. Um, and yeah. I hope he keeps doing good in Xfinity. He's been having a decent season. Um, you know, so yeah, yeah. that's cool. It was a good race though. It was a surprisingly good race. So, um, yeah, but cool. We'll go ahead and take a break and then we're going to talk about NASCAR at gateway and then make our fantasy picks for Sonoma. All right, welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. Let's go ahead and talk about NASCAR at Gateway for what was it, what was it called? The Enjoy Illinois Three Hundred something. Um, sure was, sure was. Not that we would have known because we, well, we were watching IndyCar, and then to my surprise, I turn. Actually, I guess I wasn't surprised. I turn from IndyCar to the NASCAR race, and they only have six laps complete, and I'm like, no, that's legit. <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Apparently, they had a lightning delay. Um, and what did it, it was just a frustrating race all around. Um, at least the racing itself was pretty decent from what I saw. But oh my god, they just had so so many issues. Apparently, the lightning delay, the weather in general. I I don't know if that had something to do with the Wi-Fi going down at the track. That was the main kind of issue of the day, Alex. Um, and mm-hmm. we kind of saw the, the, the results of that on the broadcast a little bit. Yeah. Fox and MRN both were knocked down. Like Fox sports one was just not airing anything for a minute. And MRN like reverted to like an old Bush series race, apparently. So no yeah, way. that happened. And NASCAR put out a statement saying that it was actually not the track's fault at all. It was like their internet provider, which was AT&T. So Sprint wishes they were still around, probably. Wow. That would be funny. Wow. And more issues with this race. I just did not enjoy watching this race at all. And something that stood out to me is like when I listened to the teardown with Jeff Cluck and Jordan Bianchi, as they talked with us at the end, is like, you know, sometimes... I look forward to doing the podcast because it was an awesome race. We had so much fun to talk about. IndyCar does that for me all the time. But this NASCAR race, I I don't care. This was not a fun race to watch. It's not fun to talk about. Just all around disaster. I don't know. Frustrating. And to top it all off, Fox had probably the worst television booth ever assembled. In history. In, in professional history. sports history. First of all, you had you had Clint Boyer, which that's uh, its own a disaster. You have uh, Kenny Wallace, and you have Michael Waltrip, 
all in the booth together with Mike Joy. Mike Joy said that they locked him in there or something, which I found funny. I think that was true. <laughs> he was probably actually trying to escape. <laughs> that was some of the worst television ever. And I cannot fathom why NASCAR wants to renew with Fox or is willing to renew with Fox. I don't understand. They zoomed in on a guy who was napping. They the did so many zoom ins oh. yesterday, more than usual yeah. on kids, more than usual on just random people, just like on the infield, bro. That's so weird. Someone was napping. Wait, wait, wait. So that really? Why would you renew with somebody that's showing people napping at your race? That's, I didn't. I just. I tweeted. I just got that. Wait. Like it was. It was under yellow, right? They zoom in on some older guy just laying there taking a nap. And it's just like, if I'm NASCAR, I do not want my television. I'm not happy about my television provider showing my TV partner showing someone napping at my event. Like, that's an awful look. And they're going to renew with them. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, that is. Oh my gosh. And they, they've done this before. I've. Thank God NBC is coming back after Sonoma. Like yeah, there's a week only break after Sonoma. One more race with Fox. Oh. Who's going to be God. in the booth at Sonoma? Did they say? Jamie McMurray. <gasps> Happy Pride Month! Happy Pride Month! We get Jamie Mac in the booth! Wow! That'll be good. It'll That'll be, be good. good. I. I worry though because it's another race where there's not uh, stage cautions for Sonoma, and you know Jamie will follow it pretty good, but Boyer's going to be lost. And you know Coda, they had a lot of incidents. <laughs> Boyer's going to Fox be lost. ain't going to get Fox. Going to know how to follow all the strategy. I might put on MRN. I've been suggested to do that a couple times now. You sound like but, one of them old people yeah. that say, I always just mute the broadcast and put on MRN because I hate Daryl Waltrip. Daryl Waltrip's so annoying. Lord have mercy. And, and then I, rec- I actually I record the race and then I go back and watch it later and skip through all the commercials. You sound like one of them people right now. Well, it's hard not to be at this point because Fox is just awful. Flop of the week, Fox Sports, again. They probably have a record of flop of the weeks, but it was... This might be their worst broadcast yet, and that says a lot. That's crazy. The bar is not even on the floor. It's buried underground. Like, what? Like, again, this race was just unwatchable. Some things out of NASCAR's control, some of it in Fox's control. You know what it was, though? When the internet went out, they couldn't have Larry anymore because he was back in Charlotte, so... That's, that's why the broadcast was horrible. Them. Larry was texting them. So we were stuck Larry with... Couldn't, we couldn't get a break. We couldn't get a break from the Michael Waltrip, oh, Kenny man. Wallace, Clint Boyer show. I want to go back and watch the broadcast because I had the race on mute yesterday, not because I didn't... Um, oh, not be- so lucky. Well, because I was, I was cleaning and I was watching a Splatoon tournament <laughs> mm-hmm. instead. <laughs> but I had the race on. <laughs> Um, yeah, you you didn't miss much, but you know, I ended up muted muting it eventually. I, I unmuted it. So I was like, okay, I want to know what's going on. I don't want to try sinking MRN. That's too much asshole. It's it was bad, but uh, yeah, terrible terrible broadcast by Fox as usual. But that that wasn't it. There's more issues. There were some brake rotors that were just like 
dying in the middle of the issue. race. And there was a brake rotor. I think it was a brake rotor or something came off of Noah Gregson's car and went into the grandstands and oh. hit a guy like in the chest. Um, I did not know that. And what? That's not good. Yeah. No, it's this not isn't good. the Indy 500. Guy, what are we doing? They <laughs> don't say that. There's I'm sorry. Guy I'm getting canceled. <laughs> there was a guy who posted it like what? his shirt was up and a big red spot. And Noah Gregson replied to them, said, hey, DM me. I'll make it right for you and all this. And it was just like, how are you going to make it right for good? him? I'm looking. They were like. There were like, what, five cars who had these brake rotor issues. Um, and the first one was on Carson Hosevar's car, who was driving the seven for Spire. Why? And Hosevar was running. S- <laughs> oh, we're gonna get to that. He was he was running in seventeenth. Really impressive for that car. The car number don't run up there. Oh, there's the picture. And yeah, do you see the picture? Yeah. Oh my god, they look drunk. <laughs> yeah, they, they probably were. But uh, Hosevar was in the seven car because Corey LaJoy was in the nine car. And do you know why Corey LaJoy was in the nine car, Zach? I have a very vulgar answer that I'm not going to say. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Last week, you said, oh, okay. (laughs) Daddy, watch me twirl. Daddy, watch me twirl. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, last week, you said on this podcast that Chase Elliott would not be suspended and that a couple things would happen before you said Colton Herta. You said Colton Herta would go to F1 before this happened. Mm, that did not happen. You said that, th- that didn't happen. Uh, you said a couple other things. I know you said you'd make an OnlyFans account. Uh, that, ha- that did happen, apparently. Not you before, but it happened after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I said that NASCAR would go back to full season points. Hey, we have a no Ooh. stage race next week, so true, true. We did say full season points. That hasn't happened either. No. A lot of things happened that you said. I think would. I, I probably said something else. Maybe I don't think hell froze over. I don't know. I'll, I'll be able to check <laughs> in a few years. Um. <laughs> um. Wow, they did it. Yeah. Wow. They were consistent. They did it. That's good. Um. Yeah. Here's the problem. Surprised. Now we got Austin Cindric, or no, we have Austin Dillon saying that Austin Cindric right hooked him yesterday, and that he mm-hmm. should be suspended. Uh oh. I think yeah. we're having a bit of a conflict in terms of the culture of what NASCAR is versus let's actually police our racing. You know. Which you should do. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to just turn a guy into the outside wall at 190 miles per hour. You penalize that 10 out of 10 times. Um, I don't know, man. It's a slippery slope. I saw Cassie on Twitter. Cassie, um, our friend Cassie, she said that it's a slippery slope once guys are trying to get other people suspended just because they got wrecked. I don't I know, but... For them to actually suspend Chase Elliott, I mean, go back to all of the things about what are the ratings going to look like, Alex? Oh, but the ratings are going to suck, not because oh, of the lightning delay, but because Chase Elliott was wasn't there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh no, what are we going to do? I guess we can't suspend Chase Elliott again. Um, 
oh, that's just crazy to me I, though. This there's a video that shows the Cendric Dylan incident, and it's clear that Austin Dylan tried clearing himself off of Austin Cendric's front bumper. Like, the, come on, what are we doing? Yeah, like that. It's we're gonna go down a slippery slope here that where NASCAR won't be able to like do this and they, they need to keep up doing what they're doing with these kind of incidents because what chase elliott did was unacceptable and so is what bubba wallace did last year at vegas both are unacceptable you can't do that but now if you get wrecked these guys are going to start whining to nascar being like oh he wrecked me on purpose go suspend him it's like no like we i mean it at least on. shows that you know they set an example with chase another example they set an example with bubba they yeah. really set an example with chase because if Chase Elliott can get suspended, your ass can get suspended. So right. Um, I. But I mean, well, I said a few weeks ago though. Um, if you want these drivers to change their behaviors, hashtag park their ass. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I don't think they're gonna suspend Austin Cindric unless there's no, something in the data. No, they're that not. Shows it. The I Wi-Fi was down. There is no data. It. There's no data. I think literally though, I, th- I saw hey. that on Twitter. There's no, there's no SMT data from yesterday. Remember the crew chiefs? If? The crew chiefs couldn't uh-huh. give. Some of the crew chiefs were like, I, I don't know what to give you. I don't have my data right now. Twitter was eating them up, being like, Larry Mack would know what to say. Larry Mack would know exactly what to do to your car. If for some reason they find something, and Austin Sendrick gets suspended. Let's put Joseph Newgarden in the car because it's an off week for IndyCar. Uh, the Indy 500 winner, I think Roger can, you know, do that now. Joseph's be... done everything he can for Mr. Pinsky. Wouldn't that be insane promotion, though? That'd be insane. That'd be, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be really cool. Like, come on, that'd be really, really cool. Yeah. Or Scott McLaughlin, either one. That'd be really cool. Yeah. But I don't expect that. And if they'd have to. NASCAR will only do it if there's actual evidence of this happening. Yeah. So, or if he says it uh, on the Corey podcast. LaJoy, or if he says it on the podcast. Very true. Yes. Uh, so Corey LaJoy did drive the nine, ran terribly. He was running thirtieth all day. <laughs> Disappointing. A uh, flop of the week, actually. To so Corey LaJoy. Corey LaJoy. What happened here? This might be related to my vulgar comments that I'm keeping to myself. But Corey LaJoy loves Rick Hendrick. He's been trying to get in a Hendrick car since he was a little baby boy, I think. Because he wanted... I think he said he he saw that... He saw Chase Elliott possibly getting um, suspended. I know he was calling Rick. I know. I'm pretty sure after he saw Chase wreck Denny in the car, he was asking Rick Hendrick if he could drive that thing next week. And then to see him get in this nine car and not do good at all to get outdone by Josh Berry. Yikes. Well, he was getting outrun by Carson Hosevar. Yikes. Until Hosevar had his issue Yikes. in the seven in his car. Listen, not good. Here's the thing about like, Corey LaJoy. Worst case scenario for Corey LaJoy. Corey LaJoy in one moment in his entire career convinced me that he's extraordinary. That, that he's just not another human driving a race car. That was Atlanta last year. That's the only time Corey LaJoy has ever done anything. Or actually, okay, earlier this year at California when he was having a good run, that was the second time he ever did anything that caught my attention. I think it was a little weird 
Eh, I won't say it's weird. You want to give these guys chances. I get it. I think that was cool that Hendrick did that. Um, Give him a chance and a faster equipment, but did not look good. When yeah. Josh Berry can hop Ran. in that car and get, like, what, second at Richmond after only a he few races? Second. Um, I don't know how he did. What was his first race? Vegas? Um, I don't remember how he did I think there. So. I think he finished 20th or something. Um, but I don't know. So, LaJoy ran around 30th all day. And, you know, Kyle Larson was like 27th at a point, was also not good. That's true. But Larson was competing for the win at the end of this race. They made adjustments. He and Cliff Daniels did. And we're able to get back up there. And that really tells me that Corey LaJoy was just not giving any information yeah. to Alan Gustafson. That was helpful to improve that car. So, in my mind, I don't know. This does not does not look good for him. Not a good first and, impression. It's yeah. not like he's going to get this shot again. That's right. That and he, might you be- know, he finished... He finished 21st, and I saw someone say, Chase Elliott finished 21st at Gateway last year. Okay, but he was running 30th, and like 10 cars got wrecked out in this race. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, man. It would have... We could have seen a better first impression from him, but he's never going to get this opportunity again, I don't think, in the Hendrick car. Maybe. I'd be surprised. I don't know. So... Kyle Bush ended up winning the race, dominated pretty much. Who saw that coming? And Zach, <laughs> me. I think you saw it coming. You mean what? What's that noise? I hear a broom. Did I sweep the weekend in Gay Racing Podcast you did Fantasy? Sweep the weekend. Oh, have mercy! You did was that my first NASCAR? No, wait, that's my second win with Kyle Bush this year. It is. I picked it? him at California. Yeah. Lord have mercy. That's crazy, Good job. dude. Yeah. So, you took points lead in a NASCAR fantasy. But yeah, let's go ahead and talk. I don't know if you knew that. I did. Um, but Kyle Busch, though, um, not, you know, we've seen Kyle Busch win races where he's just kind of there, stalking in the top five, then he's kind of the closer and wins it, but mm-hmm. very, literally exact same as Alex Pillow in IndyCar. Started on pole, didn't look back. Um, challenged yeah. by Kyle Larson a lot. Held off the held off the five car. Um, I don't even know who finished second or who finished. Who else was challenging him? Wasn't it like a Blaney was up there? Blaney, an- another good run for Blaney. Yep, he's um, the new points leader, by the way. Ryan Blaney is. Well, yeah, because Ross Chastain was nowhere to be found yesterday. Yep. I think. I wonder what's going on with Ross. I think he's backed down the aggression a little bit, and now he just sucks. And that's what happened last year. Yeah. He backed off a bit and he stopped running as good. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so, you know, Kyle Bush and Ryan Blaney, again, we talked about, you know, it was all Hendrick and Gibbs, Hendrick and Gibbs. Can't You can't leave out Kyle Bush. I picked him at Gateway because mm-hmm. he finished really good there last year. He is a driver that will get a good result no matter what it feels like, no matter how, um, no matter what you think about his car. But the um, RCR gave him a great car yesterday. Won the race. Um, Blaney. Blaney seems like the best Ford. Maybe the only good Ford. Which is interesting to me. I don't... Did RFK do much yesterday? Because they they were the only Fords really... Kozlowski was awful. That's that's unusual for him this year. They've normally been doing really good. 
I mean, Logano, I think, finished third, but that was, you know, they were they did I some did. fun strategy stuff over I there. I did see Logano up there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, uh, Kyle Busch joined William Byron as the only other three-time winner this year. That's a lot of playoff points. It's going to be big later in the season. Hamlin was up there. Hamlin yeah. was second. Hamlin oh, yeah, Denny was up there. It was there. Bush, Hamlin, Logano, Larson, Truex, the top five. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. yeah, um, not much else to say about this race. Yeah, I mean, I, I to be honest, I didn't pay attention to it that much. Um, but um, the last few restarts were good. I will say, I did not like that caution for was it Greg Galding in the fifteen who got like stalled like right at the entry of pit road. That was really annoying. I think NASCAR. Yeah, they will literally never do this. I think NASCAR needs to develop. Um, or bring back, they used to have these quickie cautions where, like, they would throw the caution, but if it was, like, really quick cleanup, they would open pit road only once everyone comes down on it, not just lap cars or lead lap cars or whatever. I would like to see that, but, like, maybe, like, even a bit different version of it where it's just, like, it's literally just two laps of pacing just to get this one thing out of the way and then you go back racing. Maybe even make it a single file restart. Like legitimately, they will never do this. They won't. Do Chase that. Elliott will get suspended can... before they do this. Chase Elliott will get suspended again before they do this. Like they're not. They're never going to do that. But it would be really nice because seeing, you know, because they were finally getting racing after a restart and it was pretty good, and seeing it, you know, seeing a caution come out because the thirty sixth place guy is stalled on the track. Come on. This is NASCAR. This is a professional sport. We have to think of something better than just re-rack the field again. But that's what they want. So it's never going to change. Yeah. Yep. Um, side note, uh, Chase Elliott, I kind of go back to that. Uh, Hendrick kept his name on the car, which I found kind of gross. I can't uh, with these guys. When, I can't with these guys. He never put out a statement. The only thing Chase Elliott has said is like, come meet me at a Napa store near the racetrack. He was at an appearance scheduled and he still did it. That's, That's weird. Said. That's weird. Isn't that awkward? And, yeah. That's so and the, awkward. Compare this to what Bubba Wallace went through after Vegas. He put out a statement like reflecting on what happened and that he won't do it again. Oh, I uh, already 2311. Twenty three eleven took off Bubba Wallace's name from the car. It's it was just night and day difference. I know those comments how... were like, "Oh, Chase, you're you're so mature. We can't wait to see you back in the car. NASCAR did you wrong. You admitted to your mistake. You should be in the car at Gateway." That's what they said. Yeah, probably. It, very frustrating, and the double standard is just ridiculous. Yep. Um. Yeah, not a fan of how that was handled. And Hendrick Motorsports keeping his name on the car, that's really... That's cringe. I think that should not way, be Spire, allowed. Spire kept LaJoy's name on the yeah, car, too. So it's like, this shouldn't be allowed. They need to mandate this. They need to mandate it. It should be... Unless it's literally a day of change, the driver's name is on the car. That should just be... It should be kind of like the car number, where it's just for, like, official identification purposes, I think. Honestly. Because, yeah. like... 
Why is Corey LaJoy's name on a car and Corey LaJoy's in the race, but he's not in the car that has his name on it? That is stupid. So stupid. Yeah. yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. I just wanted to point that out really quick that I did not care for that with from Hendrick or Chase Elliott. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what he says to media this week, Chase, if anything. Jeff Gluck made a song on his podcast that Chase won't say much of anything. He's not. Anything He's going to be all. like, uh, you know what? We're ready to go win at Sonoma um, with this Napa Auto Parts number nine team. That's what he's going to say. There you go. Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> so. Yep. So, fantasy. Shall we talk about fantasy? We I'm sure Zach's about happy to talk about fantasy. I, yep. I needed. I, I'm happy. I'm. Not back in the game, but I'm not eliminated in IndyCar. Um, I'm, you know, I'm only eight. No, wait, I can't do math. Yeah, eight points back. I'm eight points back from Alex, so I just need a few more wins, and I'm back in it. Um, and then I, I don't think has this ever happened in podcast fantasy history where someone picked the winners like in the same weekend. I think it has, but it's been a while. I don't recall I'm, when the last time was. Yeah, I feel like. It was either me. I. It might have been you, actually. I think it might have been me if it's happened before. I don't remember when it was. Hmm. But uh, in IndyCar, it is now 11 to 3. And you and I were talking that if you're going to win this championship in IndyCar, you're going to have to really turn it around at Detroit. And you did. You're on a really good start here because we we only have 11 races left. And if you didn't get a win, but you beat me rest of the races, all you could do is tie me. Yeah. So, yeah, you're on a really good streak or a lot of momentum going into the summer months here. And NASCAR is at Sonoma. Uh, you had Kyle Busch. I had Bell, who finished 11th, had a bad race with Bell. Yeah. Sonoma. Sonoma. How are you feeling about Sonoma? Uh, you're about to find out how I'm feeling about it, actually. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm excited for it. I always like going to Sonoma in June. I'm typing out my pick as we speak. Mm. But, um... Yeah, I like it. Um, it's one of my favorite road courses to drive, like on NASCAR video games, and should be a decent race. Hopefully, we can kind of see strategy play out. Um, yeah, I have my answer typed out. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, three, two, one. Okay, we both pick mm. Kyle Larson. Yeah, that's kind yep, of obvious. Yep. Um, <laughs> okay. Do you do you need a moment to I, look at anything? I have. My next two picks already picked out. So let me look up something. So I have my two picks. I was on which one to pick first. That could matter. <laughs> it could. Hmm. I wish. Uh, I wish Jordan Taylor was in the nine. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. Why couldn't Chase wreck um... somebody this week? Right. Then we have Jordan Taylor. Chase, he's, next time he's, you... Lamar. he's probably out with Lamar. Actually, actually yeah, so. true. That is happening next weekend, isn't it? Well, I have mine typed out. I'm ready. I'm just waiting on you, bro. All right. All right. Actually, go with this. Wait. Oh, I. I'm already changing my mind. Hold on, I'm changing my mind. Are right, you ready? I'm gonna change my mind too. No, my shut mind up! Too. Yeah, I bet we're gonna pick. I bet we just stop. <laughs> okay. You ready? Okay. Did you change your yeah, mind? I'm ready. I did. All right. Three, two, one. 
Ooh. So Alex picked I... Ryan Blaney to celebrate Pride Month because you're gay. I'm very gay. And you gay, think he's actually. hot. I picked Christopher Busher. He is very good at road courses, dude. Busher was on my mind. He was not who I had originally. He was going to be my third pick, but. Ooh. Busher's a good pick. So, first of all, have you seen that picture of Blaney where he's like pulling down the. His dude, they slutted him out! For what reason? That, that was for it's us! Hot. That was for us! Was that for was us. not for the ladies, it was for us! That's crazy! God damn. He slayed that. Um, no, I'm going to go with Blaney. He's always just consistently running up front right now. And I mean, he's, he's got pretty good on the road courses. He so, is. Remember, he was like leading. It. He was like really good at Indy Road Course last year. I remember, and he's been up front yeah. at these races. So yeah, that's a good pick. Um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, RFK doesn't have an off week at Sonoma. Hopefully, they get their stuff I, together. I I almost picked Busher. That's who I originally had for the really? first pick, but then I changed it. Who to did Larson. you? Yeah. Who did you change your mind from when you before you picked Blaney? I had Byron, but I. I don't know. I don't know if he's really that good at road courses. Like, he's led at Sonoma before, I know, but I don't know if he's really, like... I mean, if this is the year he's going to win at a road course, it's probably this year, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's who I have, but I was like, eh, I don't know. Man, Busher's a good pick. He can't do what he did last year. He could legitimately win, because didn't he finish second or something at Sonoma? He did. He got second to Suarez last year. Wow. And that's another thing. I also thought about picking a track house car, but this year they're just not yeah, they're a at the off. same level. Yeah, they're a little off. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've talked about that with Chastain. It's like, yeah, cool, but you're not winning. So, and Suarez yep. has just yep. been like kind of missing in action a little bit. Yeah. But what we'll to see? It should be a good race. I could definitely also. I mean, you know, Busher would be a new winner. Um, we could see maybe Suarez comes and wins again. Um. This could be a weekend mm-hmm. where we have another winner. And I didn't realize we have, like, what, 11 different winners in the Cup Series right now, I think? I might be wrong. Sounds right. I think um, that's right. We're not that far away from being in the same situation that we were in last year. With, um, with you know, having all these different winners and playoff spots running dry really quickly. So, that's going to be a story to follow. Um, yeah. Especially, I mean, Chase Elliott is not, obviously, not in the playoffs right now. Which is crazy. Twenty eighth in points. Yep. Like he's he gonna win. He's gotta win, right? You would think he's gonna have to win. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, maybe he comes back and win. I mean, you know how he is on road courses. He's never won at Sonoma, True. I believe. Um, but maybe this is the this is the year for him to do that. So we'll have to see. Um, who won here yeah. in twenty twenty one? Was it Larson? I think it was Larson. Why do I? That was the Larson year. Cause or did Ch- I'm like maybe Chase did win. Twenty twenty one. Or is it someone? Larson. Oh, it was Larson. It was Larson Elliott Truex. That was the top three. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's just about all we have to say for today. Um, Sonoma's gonna be good. Maybe I'll try to watch a little bit of Lamar this weekend. Um, see how Garage Fifty Six is doing. Cause you know it was, what is Jimmy, Jensen Button, and who else? And, uh, I am blanking. Jimmy Johnson, Jensen Button. Uh, is it uh, Mike Rockefeller? Oh, it might be Mike Rockefeller. I think it's Mike Rockefeller. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's it. Um, yep. that would be cool to keep up with. I'm sure we'll also just see stuff on Twitter. But there's been a lot of cool content about it, just like practicing and stuff. Oh, I should probably check that out. But yeah, um, again, thank you, Michael Klein, for joining us. Um, we're gonna have all the socials and stuff down below. Um, including what's it called? Only openfender.com is that what it's called his openfender.com where you can help fund his uh his racing which would be really cool um but yeah thank you michael for coming on talking about your journey um leave us a rating on spotify and apple alex last tell us tell you uh the listeners about last week's episode yeah last week's episode uh thank you so much for the support is now our second most listened to episode ever thank you so much for all that wow yeah, it's doing yeah. really good. Well, Alex, so if you did not know, if you have not been following us, Alex went to the Indianapolis 500. Um, you know, the same one that Joseph won. <laughs> so, he got to <laughs> talk about he got to talk about that whole experience. I loved listening to it. It was one of our one of our most heartfelt episodes yet ever. So, mm-hmm. if you're new to the podcast, check that out right now. Um it was really good. It's yeah. Um, it's, it's only behind our J.R. Hildebrand episode, which so yep. Indy 500 episodes are doing pretty good, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are. So we'll see what we do next year for it. But yeah, um, that's that's really it. Um, thank you guys so much for. Um, oh yeah, fault fo- social. Sorry, follow us at Gay Racing Pod. GP. Jesus Christ, you're mixing the ads. My brain. <laughs> I, I was thinking about how you need to follow at Gay Racing Pod to see um the our fantasy battles. Alex has introduced mm-hmm. a really nice graphic for the winner of the fantasy battle, so that's really cool. Follow me at GP for funny tweets like how I thought Alex was still going to get the point, even though his driver literally wrecked out of the race. Um... <laughs> And then follow Alex at New Gaiden for actual sane tweets that aren't as crazy as mine. So so true. And follow us on Instagram too at Gay Racing Pod. But yeah, um, hope you guys enjoyed this weekend of road racing. I'm at Sonoma and Lamal. Um, if you're watching Lamal, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. We're less weird.